You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome back, everybody, to the In the Dell podcast, podcast, podcast. Well, COVID has struck again, my friend. It has struck again. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, like you, you know, you try and follow the protocols, but, you know, it's a really powerful virus. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. It starts when, uh, you know, it starts uh, December, uh, well, you know, starts December 27th. Starts when, when, you know, you shower in the morning and you take all the necessary hygienic prop, you know, proper protocols and, you know, you wear your mask and, you know, starts the night. Yeah. So Sean Monahan's getting pretty spot on. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. So uh, I guess I got I got tested, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's positive. Yeah, they're just probably chilling. Got an extended Christmas vacation, pretty much. They they planned it. Daryl's like, "Okay, we need a fucking break yeah, in our no season." They probably planned this whole thing. thing. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> it had a, had four a, in a row loss, sucking yeah, ass. What would he have brought in on? Like just a piece of gum that he found on the side of the street or something? I don't know if anybody watched Rick and Morty, but like Daryl is definitely like uh, Rick and he had planned this whole fucking thing and probably got everybody sick. Just looking out for the team. As he's known to do. Um, I don't know about you, but when they announced that the team had COVID, I didn't even, wasn't even like upset that I couldn't watch hockey because they were just fucking sucking so bad. Yeah, we both like, turned off the Boston game. So, but here's a question for you because I was thinking about how bad would this have sucked if it was right in the middle of one of their heaters? Well, honestly, this has been a concern of both of ours. Is like we didn't say it publicly, but we were like, fuck, watch us be like really awesome. And then like the season gets shut down or some shit. Yeah, it's when like we were on. Yeah, when we were flying high, I think we're texting each other like, "Okay, when's COVID gonna ruin?" Like, this? always in the back of my mind is like, "Hey, it was gonna be Stanley Cup final or some shit." Like, Flames are there, win away. And it's like we're canceling everything. It's just, just take it over the league. It's canceled. That's my fear now. So at least it's happening while we suck. Honestly, it's a nice break. From watching them, I needed a break. However, you're sitting there, you're like, "Okay, well, can they practice? Because that's what they need to be doing." How great would it be if they could actually practice? But they can't. So 
Well, the guys who aren't on the protocol should be. I'm talking to you. Backlund should be should be have a rink in his back. He should be in his basement shooting targets the whole Christmas break. You know what he needs? Although I don't know if he could hit the front side of a barn, but he needs to get like a giant net and just work on hitting hitting the hitting net. part of it. And then make it smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah. Don't even right. do target practice. Like start with net. Right. Like the size of the his targets in the, in the giant net in the hot. Let's put him in a soccer net. Okay. Put yeah. him in a soccer net with like targets the size of what coffee tables, like giant fucking coffee table size targets. Start with those. Once he can hit that 80% of the time. Then make it smaller a little bit and just kind of whittle them down. How's that sound? Why is feel, he doing that? I feel like there's maybe a like who's the greatest Swedish goal scorer of all time? I don't even know. Forrest is there Buck. any like is Matt Sundin probably? I would imagine maybe better than Forsberg. Actual actual goals. I feel like it's got to be Sundin because Forsberg like was injured his whole life. Yeah. But there's got to be some sort of fucking thing with like Europeans and their soccer nets and shit, and they can't hit the net because you look like the top goal scorers of all time. It's all like Canadians and Russians and shit. It's like we don't really play soccer. We have to like shoot at like anything we can make a net out of. So there's got to be some sort of correlation. Speaking of Russians scoring a lot of goals, I was watching the Capitals game last night for a bit. Have you seen how Ovechkin just like plays? When he's in the offensive zone, he just stands there without a stick on the ice. Yeah, I know. And he just like waits. It's kind of weird. It's, it's like the best. It's like, hey, he's like Sean Monahan, but actually he can score. <laughs> and Sean Monahan actually has a stick on the ice. No, I'd he's- fucking prefer it if Sean Monahan stood there instead of skating. Like Sean Monahan has turned into Mark Jankowski. Speaking of Mark Jankowski, he got an assist tonight. I just saw that his, his highlight. I got nothing. I got nothing to do apparently because uh, the Flames aren't playing. So I'm watching all these loser teams. Who did? Who is he? Is he with Buffalo or whatever? Yeah. Um. Well, I, it pains me to say, but Sean Monahan looks more and more like Jane Kelsey. Remember when he used to do that thing where you do that like butt hit, like not really hit oh, a guy. Oh man, I forgot about that. Yeah, he'd, he'd go in after. Yeah, the fake hit, going after guy and like kind of like turn his ass and like look like he hit the guy. And then upon further inspection, it's just like he just kind of bumped into the boards. It's yeah, like Sean Monahan right now. He'd like jump at the last second so the glass would rattle back and forth. Yeah. So it looked like it was. Oh wow, he almost connected. He would have really murdered him there. Anyways, I don't know how he got off on this tangent, but. Oh, because Sean Monahan's just standing around like Alex Ovechkin, but he can't score. I'd prefer it if he stood around because he's just skating around following the puck these days. Well, and that Backlund could hit the open net. That's how it all started. So Yeah, those two things really piss me off. So it doesn't sound like they can practice. That's No, that's they the can't. Well, technically, you'd think the five guys that don't have it could. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. They should be able to because they fucking need it. So Backlund needs to set up a goddamn... Why doesn't he have it? He's got that beautiful, huge house in Calgary. He's always showing off on Instagram. Why does he spend a few extra dollars and get a target practice downstairs? Does he have a heated driveway, though? Put it in the basement, Mike. That's what the rest of us did. 
My parents' basement has drywall holes all over it, and I didn't even make the NHL. What are you doing, you, Michael? You didn't get that, eh? I what? guess uh, I guess Twitter disposes information a lot differently than Instagram does. But you never heard about Connor McDavid's heated driveway? Oh Jesus! Did you hear about that? Is this from his house tour, or is this from when he no, was a kid? Some fucking I don't know. I guess Edmonton had a lot of snow the other day, so Connor's at the podium. I think this is on a pregame or an off day. I don't know, but he one of the reporters like so. Uh, are you a shoveling guy or are you up really <laughs> shoveling them? And he goes, no, actually, I have a heated driveway. So. Holy Christ. I'm lucky enough. I don't have a shovel. Could you be less of a – could there be anybody worse to be the face of a sport than that guy? I don't think so. Like, I mean, honestly. He's, hey, he's good at hockey. He's got the ugliest face I've ever seen. Like, honestly, he's, like, worse than Sid because everybody loves Sid. Like, yeah, any- Sid's, Sid's pretty lovable. I mean, is there anybody who likes Connor McDavid if you're not an Oilers fan? Like, you like his play. Well, but- here's, a, here's another reason not to have the Olympics. The no, totally. The Olympics, because we don't want to have any reason to like this fucking idiot. Zero. I've and been what very, will happen, yeah. What will happen is a lot of Canadians will find a little bit of soft spot for Connor heated driveway like he's got to be exactly who says i ain't got a heated driveway and he didn't uh, say it funny actually, probably uh, I got, I got a driveway. actually well, he, my driveway he heated. did he was kind of like he's kind of like, yeah veteran move veteran move oh yuck <laughs> he, he's such a he's not likable i don't like it's fucking no. so bad it's so he, bad for the sport he's, he's a terrible he sense such, of humor he's, he's a like terrible sense of humor. yeah he's like some weird kid you knew in high school who like is now the best athlete on earth? Anyways, the Flames are not playing, so we <laughs> need to talk about something on this podcast. Let's uh, let's wrap up the Boston game because we haven't covered that yet. I want to go to Daryl's post game comments first. Um, I don't know, man. Like this, it's it's. I don't know how to really you know, keep perspective on all of it in terms of understanding it because the team has played some pretty damn good hockey for, you know, 98% of the season. And then the last four games, you're sitting there, you're like, fuck, man, like there's a, there's a lot of things to, you know, a lot of negative things you can start picking up. But Daryl, after the post game, again, right? Because the media is asking him what's going on, what's with the slump, you know, is this the adversity you're just talking about? And he just says, look, I've said it a hundred times. And he's like, you guys have got way ahead of yourselves. I told you this. It's a process with this team. And they still have a lot to learn about the whole deal when you're playing against teams. You mentioned the last four out of the five games because we have faced some tough opponents during this losing stretch, your police says you're playing teams that can really check. And when they get the lead, they continue to check. He says, that's how we have to play. So I'm not worried, you know, about the little slump because Daryl is going to use it as a, as a learning process. And like he said, I mean, it's a good reminder for us, right? Just like, whoa, let's not all think we're going to finish first in the West to end the season. 
let's we're on a really good stretch. We're playing some good hockey. Let's not all finish. We're gonna uh think we're gonna finish first in the Pacific to end the season. It's just like where is our expectations, right? Yes, they're playing great hockey. There's a lot of great things, but the reality is the reality, and we're seeing it. Over an 82-game season, the truth will be revealed. There is still a lot, room, a lot of room for, for improvement and a lot of room for a lot of things for a lot of players on this team. I mean, pretty much we're going to do some grading today. I'd say outside of five to six or seven players, there's a lot of room for a lot of improvement. Yeah, and you've been, you know, the other players that have been excellent. I mean, even those players who have been excellent, oh, you're just going to say the same thing I was going to say. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that, I, mean, I don't know if I was going to say the same thing. We'll see. I was gonna, what I'll I was going to say is that the five players that have been excellent, they're the, they're the ones carrying this team. They're probably, what, 90% of the reason why you're winning these games. I mean, yes, the team is playing well as a whole defensively, which gives you a chance to win every game as long as you're scoring goals. That's the other thing Daryl's saying is that we've had a really average goaltending lately. And when you're a team that doesn't have secondary scoring, he says it like that. Like, hint, hint. Hints. Hints. Dropping hints down here. Dropping Dropping hints at this for like three three months, like since I was hired. When you're a team that doesn't have secondary scoring and you have average goaltending, then you're going to be up against it. That's what they're facing right now. But those five players that have been excellent, I mean, thank God they've been excellent. Because if they haven't been scoring at the pace they have been, we um, we might even have a – like what. We're at we're at probably around what's what's our winning percentage six something point six something yeah it's likely. in the six what are we like fifteen six and seven without those players scoring all those goals for you because it's like it's probably some weird stat where it's kind of like you look at the Oilers it's McDavid and his dry cell this they score what ninety percent of the goals for the for the team our five players that the only guys that score it's probably the same thing. But if even one of them, if two of them for sure, aren't scoring at the ability that they have been, you're probably closer to around winning percentage of in the 0.500 somewhere. But anyways, was that the same thing you were thinking? Well, I was just going to say, even those five players, there is still more yeah. they can give, and there is still room for improvement. I think the oh. one, I think that there's really one guy, still to me, the one guy who is, um, at the level he's always been at and probably playing the best he's ever played is Gaudreau. And then the other guys, while they've been great, um, there are some things they could be doing better. Yeah. A level they could get to that they aren't at yet. We talked about in the last podcast. In terms and Markstrom, of, I should say. Yeah. Last podcast in terms of finding that next gear. Daryl also said something interesting post-game Boston in terms of a lot of Boston's goals tonight were really well-timed, right? And sometimes you get lucky in that sense, but sometimes you're creating your own timing. And potentially that's part of what this next gear can be, right, is managing the, the game within the game, right? Managing the momentum 
because one thing he's saying is just like when you have a lead, you got to be able to keep checking. And you know, the last three games before Boston, when we were on the last podcast, we were a little disappointed because each one of those games, the game was in your grasp, it was within your reach. And you a didn't have the ability to, you know, push yourself through a threshold, get over the hump, either tie it up or go ahead, win any one of those three games, and maybe possibly that's due to managing momentum and scoring when it's timely. Well, yeah, and I think I don't know that that's that's something we haven't seen yet this year. We've seen them win dominant 60 minute efforts. We've seen them win um, really close games, but we haven't seen them really battle back or overcome like a big amount of adversity in games. Yeah. Like we, yep. we haven't, we haven't seen them do that. Like, have we seen them do that once this year? Chicago, I, think, so. I think. Chicago was Chicago. Chicago was the one time I remember seeing it being like, holy fuck, these guys have decided they're going to win. And they're, they did. I mean, as a weaker opponent, but yeah, you're right. Cause for the most majority of the games you've had the lead, which I'm not complaining about, but I mean, that's um, good. I'm not saying just coming back, but it's not like there hasn't been many games where there's been some shift. Um, not MP. Fuck. I can't. It's, it's been a, been a long while since we've been on here. I can't even use my vocabulary here. There hasn't been a, a shift in the game that has been the impetus has been put on by the flames has been like, okay, the flames are taking over this game right now, other than like that Chicago game. And it may be even that Chicago period. Yeah. Third period. Well, and I mean, that's, I think the discussion point in terms of, okay, you won a lot of games so far you've shown, you know how to play hockey. So that's probably what the next level looks like is like is, actually, yeah. you know, being in control more often, I guess. And that, I think that's one way to, to curb, not one way. That's the way. And probably the factor in like, hey, why are all these fucking games going to overtime? And then we lose in overtime. It's like finish the game off. Yep. Don't let it get to overtime. Get so to that again, next level in, in regulation and win the game. Give us the game stats. This is going to be interesting. I don't even, I haven't seen them yet, but well, I'm, they, always, I'm always curious to see. I know I'm always curious after a loss, especially a really frustrating loss, yeah. um, what the game stats look like because. A lot of the times I find, holy shit, I guess they, they didn't actually play as bad as it felt. Well, I it definitely wasn't against Boston because I'm remembering now because it was like, it feels like 10 weeks ago. It was only five, five days ago. That's crazy, eh? Five days? It feels like it's been two weeks. No shit. It feels like it's been at least 10 days, 10 or 12 days. Is on the 11th. That's so Markstrom like. fucking sucked now that I'm remembering. Oh, yeah, what, was he, what was he doing? He let that first goal in from holy shit. Like they showed the replay on it. It was like that was like I could have scored that goal, apparently. Like, holy shit, that was bad. Because I mean the flames were really good in the first period. Um they were I thought they were okay in the third period, but second period, meh. But I mean, still they dominated pretty much across the board. 
possession wise, the Flames had 62% of the shot attempts to uh, the Bruins, 39 or 38%. They had 28 scoring chances compared to the Bruins, 17. They had 11 high dangers to the Bruins, 10. You win the expected goal share at 52%. They were by all. By all metrics, they were the better team that night, but Markstrom kind of sucked and you couldn't didn't have any timely goals. So except for average goaltending and a lack of secondary scoring. Yeah, and that's how you beat this team. Like, I mean, again, they weren't great. The Bruins definitely um took advantage of their fuck ups. But I mean, it wasn't the worst game they've ever played. And a pretty good game to play against a team like Boston. So I mean, if Markstrom doesn't let that first one in. That first one was a killer. And I mean, well, yeah, th- there was that other one he led in that was brutal. Like there's two shot, two goals that were just like unacceptable. Which, which other one I'm thinking of. There's that, where's that one? There's that, a Clifton one. That's like the first goal. Like that's like on the boards. There's the one that passed or He's about to change. And he just like shoots at the net and Marshawn. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you're I guess, saving I that. Guess, yeah, that's kind know. of a cheesy goal. I guess it's kind of a fluky goal, like a little, like sure. It's. I don't know skill. why Marchand is allowed to be in that spot with like nobody fucking paying attention, but. Yeah. So you get on three nothing at that point. You're like, fuck this team's this team. They, they've Boston's hit the magic number. They've scored three against us. Yeah. I don't know if this team the. Like, we haven't seen them come back from that big of a deficit. So, you know, at that point, it's not looking good. Chucky makes a 3-1. You're like, ah, okay. And then they go up, I think, then they go up 4-1, and then Monaghan mm-hmm. gets a lucky one off of Shins. No, it was so, a great shot. Yeah, I mean, you know, skating to the net, and, you know, I mean, yeah. It's a great shot, yeah. I mean, yeah, your credit goes to the shot. I mean, you know. It's never a bad play to shoot the puck. I mean, yeah. So terrible game to be at. Fuck, dude. But I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out if the Flames. It's still it, not as bad as half the home games under Ward. Oh yeah. Even Peters in the in his second season didn't wasn't when Kachuk and Dowdy went toe to toe and Dowdy the suck my dick was that Peters. That was early 2019-2020. I believe that would have been Jeff Ward. No, that, that was the first that was the first game of the season. So that, that was COVID years. year. Fuck yeah, you're right. It would have been that early. Yeah, it probably would have been. It was like in November. Yeah. It was Yeah, that, that was uh 1920. Yeah, so that would have been early in the season. I don't think the Peter shit had happened yet. So yeah, no. that would have been an because there was that's what they did under Bill Peters the first I don't know what third of the quarter third of the season was they would come out especially at home they love to do this at home fucking lay a stinky egg in the first outshot 20 to 3 in the first period they did that against the the Kings that night Chucky did tie it up but oh man shitty game to be at for the Bruins game but not near as shitty as because I mean if if you're at a home game and you literally have zero goals, well, the other team's up three nothing. It's like fuck, man. Like it, unless there's an epic comeback, that game's gonna suck. The worst home game I've ever been to was with my friend. He bought me tickets. I think it was for Christmas. 
don't know. We both didn't have very much money at the time and we got really good seats and it was just a nice, gonna be a nice fun evening. It was in the middle of fucking December and it was freezing. It was one of the cold months. You know, when you're going to the dome and it's freezing and you park far away so you can get free parking and you have to walk and you question your whole entire existence. It was one of those nights, but it was in the Glenn Gullison era and it was like peak Gullison era when they were like, fuck me, I'm going to kill myself. And they were playing the Ducks, and they lost. It, it was a one nothing loss. Kessler got, like, I think he got an empty netter with, like, three seconds left. For all intents and purposes, a one nothing loss. They had 13 shots on net in a one nothing loss. Oh. Holy fuck. Imagine sitting through that. Can you believe that? Just picture his face, Glenn Goldson. Can you believe he coached this team for two seasons? Yes, I remember the GM of this team. Oh, yeah, just picture his face. Oh, yeah, the, the when you picture his face, the Glenn Galton face makes total sense, eh? Or the Jeff Ward face. Just have a beer on the train, guys. Yeah. I think guys, I, you know, I'll give myself credit on that one. Yeah. Seasons turn around. Brower comes out like, or was it for Stieg? Yeah, he, we were even asking for Stieg, and he's like, "What do you? F- no, that was that was like the most meaningless shit of the whole year. Nobody even remembered that." And Glenn think, pat, gave himself a pat on the back. Can't we quote him? Can't we quote Rustig? Didn't Rustig say, "Yeah, Glenn likes to give himself credit." It was something like that. Yeah, for turning the season around, <laughs> but that's not what it was. That's correct. Fucking Goldson. That that's, the, that's the worst Flames home game I've ever been to. However, the the stick toss to the second bowl was pretty fucking sweet. That was great. I still frequently use that gif a lot. So, I mean, his tenure wasn't all in vain. He gave us a good gift. So, ooh, where do I find that gif? Is it on Twitter? I need that gif. All I Google is uh, stick toss Flames. Okay. I'm going to check. And I don't, I guess like you can call it either one, right? GIF or GIF? I call it a GIF. I called it either one in the same sentence. So, so yeah, did I you, said GIF and then I said GIF. Did you correct yourself or? I think it's GIF or GIF. I don't fucking know. I have no clue. Okay. I'm typing this in right now. Stick toss. This is in Twitter. It should be on Twitter. No, it's not on here, man. What? No one, I don't think I've ever seen it as a GIF on Twitter. That's why I was kind of like... Maybe if you type Glenn Gullitson, but spelling Gullitson is really fucking difficult. Gullitson, you mean? Because I think there's an A way earlier than there is. There's a lot of U's, I know that. Yeah, it's Gulu. Yeah, how are those... Oh, yeah, just, it is. It is there. Yeah, I fucking knew it. Except uh, it doesn't pan up to where the stick goes. It just shows him, so... Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah, good enough, eh? Every Flames fan will know what that means. Okay, let's get to uh, Sean Monahan. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, starts tonight. Yeah, I mean, so you did some nice work on Instagram. Well, I've been pretty, I've been pretty slacking because it's Christmas and all, and yeah, I mean, you've been busy shopping for your for gifts, eh? Been out buying discount Sean Monahan jerseys for everybody for Christmas. Oh, they're fucking probably giving them away. Free right now. Right? You they'll they'll give you they'll pay you. Exactly. They'll give you a 20% discount 
on anything in the store when you buy when they when they not when you buy. Okay, you know what? I got to give the flames some fucking shit right now. I don't know who the marketing person is or who I should bring this to, but like, where's the Christmas spirit from the Calgary Flames? Why is there no like free jerseys or like half off jerseys or come down and get your shit or something? What's going on? I give, do not know. Give some Christmas stuff. Like it's been like a pretty shitty last two years for a lot of people who don't have a lot of disposable income. Give away some jerseys or something. We're giving away jerseys. We're giving away. No, they don't give away jerseys. We're giving away t-shirts from the 2015 playoffs. Get your extra small Colborne t-shirt here. That's my favorite is when they're Ready? doing the fanatic oh, yeah. things. We got a smoking deal. You can get a Joel Colborne t-shirt from 2015 for $19.99. It's like the only way to move that fucking product. 20 yet. bucks for a fucking five-year-old t-shirt. Maybe what a that's, deal. Maybe that's the underlying product problem here. Eh? It's just like the shit they give away during those things. No one cares about that. Right? It's so stupid. Fanatic needs like the flames merchandising, whatever you want to call it. I guess it's probably league wide, but guys, geez, Louise, they should be doing, um, the players show up at your, at uh, random. They probably are. Maybe they are. Well, no, they can't. Oh yeah. They all have COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Brad tree living should be out there fucking doing like some Christmas charity, like, Scrooge when he's nice. They should get the five players that aren't in protocol doing it, eh? Exactly. Only five. Five's plenty. They got good names there. Coleman and Chucky. Yeah. People, Backlin, people nobody them. will want Backlin. He'd show up at my house. People show up. You still play for the Flames? See, they should... <laughs> See, you know what they should do is like, okay, it's nice that they do nice things for kids, but it'd be way more funny if they like showed up at old people's houses like mine. Like showed up at my little house in like northern Alberta and like knocked on my door and I'd be like, give tell Backlund how much he fucking sucks. That'd be funny. It'd be funny and it'd be it'd be funny and it'd be I would love Michael Backlund to show up here. What the fuck is with your shot this last five years, bud? Some free content idea. Flame should hire me. So you did do some some good work on Instagram. You did a little uh, expose on Sean Monahan in terms of is he getting any better? Is he trending in any direction, one way or the other? What did uh, you uncover with this little? What was project? my conclusion? My conclusion was no. I sadly no. Remember when that's we talked about this at the last podcast? You used to be old. Not only, not only can you can't put him out there at all. <laughs> He used to be the guy that scored all the fucking Mr. Overtime. Holy shit. You're right. I have totally forgot about that name. Sean Monaghan's name at one point was Mr. Overtime. Wasn't that Lubardius coined him that? I believe that was Rick Ball. I can't see Lubardius pulling out one. He'd use something a bit more weird. He'd Mr. be like, oh, he's Mr. Lube. Lose. What uh, most clutch lose clutch goal of the night performer? 
some kind of brought winner. to you by Tom's Pizza Red Baron Steakhouse and Homes by Avi. <laughs> Homes by Avi. Oh fuck it. Eh? I don't even know what Homes by Avi. Me is. either. Just, That's always just, confused me. I always I just, heard that as a kid, and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" I just know it as a flames term. And what about the one where they used to move two fans down from like the, the press level down to like row one? Oh yeah. Who uh sponsored that one? That's move a, of the game. That was the move of the game. Move of the game. That was Brought like a mobile one, mobile one or something. Mr. Lube. This guy, I've Mr. Lube in my head or something. Brad you living. Brad you living put an end to that fast. They should still. They should be doing the move of the game nowadays with all the sh- with all the empty seats. Was it coast to coast or something? That was hockey night in Canada. With wasn't it coast to coast on like intermission? Yeah, I don't know. Panel? All right, so Monahan threw twenty eight games. He's got four goals, four. Fuck, one, dude. And one of them was off a of shin pad. I don't think he has a five on five. Like I'm trying to remember the shot. Like is other than that one in Anaheim. When did he shoot the puck into the net? And it was like, nice shot, Sean. I don't know. I don't recall. He's got 11 points, primary points. Yeesh. Yeesh. 0.9 offensive goals. So he's got his gold. Yeah, he's got his goals above replacement, which, like, for reference, not really very good on the team um so that just takes his offensive contributions on the power play and at even strength um currently that places him below trevor lewis <laughs> no for, below first. below dylan dube and remember this is a cumulative number so he's below Brett Ritchie, who has played nine games this year. In nine games, Brett Ritchie has had a better offensive impact by goals above replacement than Brett Monahan has. Wait, Brett Ritchie has played nine games this season? Yeah. What? I do not remember that, dude. Remember, he was like kind of good. And then he got, and then he got, and then he got destroyed. Injured? Oh, yeah. Who was that? Um, I don't Holy remember. Fuck, that was a fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got just killed. It wasn't on the Jets. It wasn't on the Oilers. Did you see Jujar got real fucked? Holy up shit, night? that guy's gonna need to retire. Yep. Like, dude, I don't see how you're coming back. That's like two massive concussions in two and a half seasons. Like, not even like a calendar year. When did Richie knock him out? That's less than a calendar year. That was like March of last year. Was that last season, Richard? Did that? <laughs> yeah. That, that was the highlight of our season. That was the highlight of the last fucking two years at this point. But, anyways, yeah, it's Sean Monahan. And I mean, okay, like, sure. People are like, oh, his defensive game is improving. Yeah, but I mean, like, he's playing a Daryl Sutter oh, okay. system. I would who's, be real. Whose numbers are not improved in a Daryl Sutter system? That's what I'm is saying. That possible? Like, I would be pretty blown away if your defensive numbers weren't a little bit better playing under this one of the strictest defensive systems in the whole league. So the the best defensive team in the league, your defensive numbers better be good. So like his five on five impact numbers have been okay. Like he's hovering a 54% shot. Uh, Corsi four percentage, 51% expected goals, four percentage 
But all of those are driven by the defensive results. Like, if you look at his offensive number, he fucking sucks. So his offense has been what offense? He's been a non-factor at five-on-five. Sure, he's been a factor on the power play, but as you've seen, the guy can't shoot. Hey, come on. No, he hasn't. Yeah, I, I know. Like He's a non-factor. He's a zero-factor. Zero. So then if you look at a few other metrics, like Jay Fresh has his war, his wins above replacement model up there. And to me, you can see his the most notable thing that has dropped is not even just the offensive impact. It's the finishing ability has is using Jay Fresh's model, his finishing ability and using anybody's model. He's got four goals this year. His finishing ability has fallen off the face of the earth. He can't score anymore. Just for visual aid, his finishing ability looks like this. Like in Bugs Bunny, when Wiley falls off cliff, that's Sean Monahan's finishing that's, ability. That's what you when you're looking at a chart and there's a line, a horizontal line that all, all of a sudden turns into a vertical line going down. So yeah, he's really struggling, dude. When you fuck. are when you're when your game is one dimensional and that dimension is finishing and that finishing plummets, it's a bit of an issue. So he's not getting better. Like, sure. He like, I think I put it very well in the last episode where it's like, he's an NPC at this point. Like I, I couldn't differentiate Sean Monahan from a replacement player in this league. Like he's, he's a, a replacement player at this point. If you took his Jersey off and like, threw another guy out there that I didn't know who it was. And they were just like a middling replacement player and told me that was Sean Monaghan at this point. I wouldn't know the difference. So sad, dude. It's very sad. Is that the saddest thing going? Calgary flames related. It's gotta be. What else would be, you know, it's brutal. Like, and does he bounce? like the thing that I'm apparently Everybody who sucks bounces back inevitably now. That's the new thing in hockey. It's like this guy you thought was fucking terrible is good all of a sudden. Um, but, man, I don't think... like You'd probably take Sean Monaghan. Okay, let's say he's making $2 million. Yes. But he's making a lot of money. Motherfucker's and making 6.35. Yeah, 4. Um, and... Like he, he just is a he's a hole right now. Somebody was throwing his buyout uh, numbers. Yeah, and they actually look pretty favorable. But you know, like here's the debate. I mean, there's you could have a debate, but you already know that Tree Living would never buy out Sean Monahan ever. The collector, dude. This guy will. Yeah, no chance. Well, you know what? He'd probably buy him out before he traded him. Too bad you couldn't turn the clocks back and expose, or could you? Have? He isn't. Does he have no movement? No, I think it's just a no, a limited no trade. Too bad you didn't expose Sean Monahan. Well, then you make him really sad, and then he doesn't want to be on the team, and he's a leader. And so you have this. This uh, there's two comparable columns, twenty twenty. Yeah. So Jay Fresh has a little thing just to kind of normalize the games. Uh, last year and kind of because if the right now between last season, the shortened season, and now they the most teams have played a full season, 
So for Monaghan, that's 78 games played. So you can compare his results last year to his combined results from last year and this year and see if like last year was a big aberration. And it's not like there's only really negative changes. So what's becoming more apparent is that Monahan's offensive ability is in the shitter. His defensive ability is kind of stabilizing, but it's still not very good. So his play last year so far can be parsed out as pretty true to the player he is now would be my assessment. So the question now is, okay, if he was injured in that bad last year and he's healthy and still as bad now, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, oh, like, sometimes you just got to get to the gym and work on your foot speed. Like, if he's just as bad now as he was when he couldn't bend over, like, what the sh- what's going on? Maybe he's making it all up, eh? Like, so his. Do you, think jo- do you think Johnny and him are making it up? <laughs> yeah, Sean couldn't walk to the three. He's like, ah, fuck. Okay, did you go court? Like, here's category by category. War is down. Wins above the replacement is down from 29% to 24%. So, this is in percentile form. So, the percentiles uh, league wide. That's an, a negative 6% change. So, his overall impact has lessened in the combined games this season. So he's not getting better. He's getting worse. Correct. His EVs at even strength. His even strength offense has also gotten worse. Plummeted from from an already plummeted 18% to now 8%. Like Sean Sean Monahan over the last season of hockey is in the 8th percentile of even strength offense. Oof. That's fucking brutal for a guy that only does only offense, only upset his offense. That's pathetic. A nine percent minus nine percent change. Hey, look at this. His defensive impact, even under a Daryl Sutter system. So this kind of debunks what we just said. For it goes from forty three up to forty four percent under Daryl Sutter system. Wouldn't you expect it to be a little bit of a bigger jump? Well, that's what I'm saying. Is like everyone's like, well, not everyone. I think most people are on the same page, but it's like, oh, his defense has gotten better. It's like, well, I mean, it's gone from terrible to like okay. So not really. He has been better on the power play. Or has he uh been on a good power play this year? Oh yeah, he's been on a better power play. So 84% to 89%. I still don't get how the power play has good metrics, dude. It stinks. Well, they're like what in terms of goals for? They're pretty high up there. I, I, it must, it must be. Here's my theory: every power play in the league fucking sucks outside of like the top two. Oilers and who? Boston. Maybe Boston. Oh, and Ducks had a had a pretty good one. Yeah, they power play looked pretty good. They're third, so maybe so, you're right. I feel like there's a few elite power plays in the ret, and there's like a bunch of ones that are just kind of. Meh. So then this is the kicker. Finishing drops from 25, sorry, 27 to 25%. Yeah. Like he's down 2%. If he's healthy, 
And I then I guess the only other argument left is he still needs more time. Like more time to do what though? Like yeah, and I no. okay, like maybe it's because he's playing third line minutes, but again, like we've seen him on the power play, like he's had some great A feeds and he can't shoot. Here's my theory, and it's it's not any one thing. I think this is why he's dropped off the face face of hockey planet Earth. Injuries compounded with bad coaching, compounded with more injuries, compounded with even worse coaching, compounded with having Johnny Gaudreau feed you your entire career. I think it's the combination of those three things. Because we know he's been injured. He's probably been the most injured Calgary Flame in the last seven seasons. Has he not been? Yeah, I mean, who's, flame, yeah. Who's had more surgeries? Sean Monahan's had more surgeries than like the whole team combined. <clears throat> so we know he's been dealing with a lot of injuries. We know that take, dude, that must take take his toll year after year. So you know that's a thing, but you'd still think he'd be able to finish if he could find an area in the slot. How to, he should be able to finish. I mean, he's never he's never been a real physical player ever. He's always shied away from from the tough stuff. I guess that's why they told him to get bigger. <laughs> all, all the things that this organization has told Mon- Sean Monahan to do differently has only made his game worse. Get bigger and less good at goal scoring, Sean. Get better in the defensive end. Focus on defense and getting bigger. Made him worse player. I don't know. And then he he doesn't have Gaudreau fucking feeding him. If he did, he'd probably have... If he was playing with Gaudreau still, there's no way he'd have four goals still. Well, is there a way... Like, Do you think there is an answer to this where it's like, okay, put him back on the top line? Nope, you can't. Too much reliability. Could you have... Like, I don't think he could keep up would be my issue, but like... He can't. He can't keep up. Just for the sake of we have nothing to fucking talk about, um, let's say you put him on... On Gaudreau's line. Let's say you put him in Lindholm's spot. You put him with Gaudreau and Chuck. You tell Backlund to fuck off and you put Lindholm with Coleman and Monchbonnie. That's a hell of a line. Then you have and you have Backlund and Lucci, like Backlund, Lucic, and Dubé. Dubé. That's probably an okay line. For some reason, Backlund and Lucic seem to play okay together. I don't know. Well, this is the the problem is it takes away almost it cuts into so much of what's been great about the top line in that they control the play and are never on the ice for goal against Monahan would be on there and sink them. What yeah. if his defensive game has gotten slowly better? I don't know. I'm just, uh, to me, like I, I think it is also unfair to just criticize him for being shitty when like Backlund has been, Shitty too, and I know Backlund does other things, and he's on the PK, and he can you know skate <laughs> and uh, get to pucks. But I think Backlund's also been not great. This he's been terrible. I don't know if he's been terrible, but he hasn't been great in my opinion. So I think Monahan's taking a brunt of Monahan is taking the brunt of criticism for an organizational issue down the middle. Well, he's the lowest hanging fruit. Yeah, exactly. But I 
I like the idea of those lines. I would say to that that it does, does it hurt you to try it? The only thing it would hurt is the fact that your top line has carried you for the majority of this. The lines share of the season, you're taking that away. Yeah, but if you have no secondary scoring and it's going to cost you games anyways, maybe tinker. Maybe you try it. I don't know. How about I, just how about just make the power play better? That would give Monahan. We've said I we've said this. Make him Phil Kessel. Like make him give him a role on the power play where he's the guy. Like he always has been for the last five years, and like he's a power play specialist. But you got to give him something more than just fucking stand around. I was watching a bit of the Canucks game before we started. Boy, they're on a roll, eh? But old Bruce Boudreau, Brucey, Bruce, there it is. Just fucking, we can fucking deal with this. Surely the fuck. It's the first thing he fucking said. He didn't even say, didn't introduce himself or anything. He just walked in and said, surely the fuck we can turn this around, boy. No shit's not going right. <laughs> I don't, another NHL, like, can you imagine? I, all I want is an NHL 24-7 special with Daryl Sutter. Oh, shit. Holy awesome. fuck. That'd be epic. So, anyways, I'm watching the Canucks game on a power play. The amount of all they do, man, they have Miller going cross ice to Horvat or Horvat or Miller going cross ice to Pedersen looking for one time options. I guess Horvat didn't score on a one time side, but they're going cross, cross ice, cross ice, cross ice the whole time. It'd be nice if we tried that. Could you try it? Like that's that's what I don't get is you're either like every everybody has one job on the power play and that's what pisses me off. Like the only the the same players score the same way. Like that shouldn't everybody should have multiple options every time they have the puck. It's, it's like super one dimensional and your power play is not something that would be one dimensional. And then it's always pissed me off and it's like that's probably why they're so good is because they do have good personnel. You got Kadroke, Chuck, Lindholm, you know. They're good enough where they can still make it work, but it could be so much better. It could be like the Oilers, where it's like it's fucking deadly. It's like it could be if it could be, a, uh, like a super a, a defining attribute of this team. Could be if you take a penalty against the Flames, they're gonna make they're gonna score. It's like you know when the Oilers get those power plays, and I was like, God damn it, they're gonna score, and they score. In like five seconds, it could be like that. Well, like yeah. And you, you probably have... you've probably won you probably win five games you've lost this year if it was like that. Yeah, because it's so many one goal games. Yeah. So many overtime games. All right, let's go. Um, we'll rip through these. This is at in no particular order. I'm just on the Flames app. So, everyone, we'll get back to the show in just a moment. Just a quick word from our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. This one is for all you NFL fans. DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and they have a wicked promotion going on right now at Sportsbook. New customers who bet just one dollar on any team to score can win a hundred bucks in free bets. It's really easy. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get on the NFL action with Daily Fantasy. Everybody can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving away to new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So all you gotta do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, 
Use the promo code THPN, bet $1 on any team to score, and win 100 bucks in free bets. They score, you score with promo code THPN. This week, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You got to be 21 years of age or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. There's a minimum $5 deposit and a $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's, give you, let's do a quick scorecarding here, and we'll do a quick around the league, and we'll wrap it up. Michael Backlund. Fuck, dude. He's been my pet peeve this year. Me too. And, like, I don't think I'm even off on this. Like, you look at his numbers, his on-ice impact has been okay. But, like, dude has, like, no fucking goals. He's the lowest in terms of in terms of total goals above replacement on this team. He's dead last on this team. Negative 1.7 goals Does not surprise, Doesn't surprise me one bit, dude. He's below Gabranson and Richardson and Pitlick and Zadorov and Lewis. He's fucking dead last on this team and wins and goals above replacement. So he's been, he has not been doing it for me this year. Like he's supposed to be one of the change makers and leaders on this team and drivers on this team. He's been pretty shitty the whole year. So um, he on, he gets, he's lucky to get a D from me at this point in time. Wow. D love it. So how much, what's his point total? I don't know. What does he have, like, nine points? I'm going to pull it up right now. I know he's got, like, four goals. He's got nine points in 28 games. He got four holy, goals this year. Dude, holy fuck. Give me a break. He's been playing in the top six slots. Yeah, and everyone's like, oh, he's not, a, he's not a scoring guy. Yeah, apparently not. Yeah, that's been a fucking weakness of this team forever. He's not scoring. For not being a scoring guy, not being a points guy, he sure been our second line center for 10 fucking years when did he get so dumb is my question that's my question too i used to love backland it's only yeah. been in like the last year and a half i'm like what the fuck are you doing the two players that drive me crazy watching with their stupidity is michael backland and no one happened and, and it's not it's not just like a dunce it's not all the time everywhere on the ice but there's like four or five plays Literally every game from each one of those players where you're just like, what the fuck is he doing? Or what the fuck was he thinking? Anyways, I'll give him a C plus. Okay, next, Blake Coleman. Well, I mean, kind of some of the same thoughts. He doesn't piss me off because he doesn't make any dumb plays. Well, that's not true. But where is this guy? Well, that's the thing. I agree. He's not standing out for any negative reasons, but he is not standing out for enough positive reasons. And I don't give let me give fucking he can't make what does he make? Five mil? Almost much. five million dollars. You don't make five mil and you can't score. You can't Sorry. be our big huge free. He's got seven points. You can't, four goals. You can't be the big offseason acquisition top six injection to finally give us more scoring up front. And, you know, obviously he does more than that, but he doesn't score. 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 You're, you got to score. That's what makes you – that's what – yeah, score. I'll give him a C. Right now, him and Backlund 
Are you playing your top six? Neither of them can score. Neither of them generate any offense. They have as many goals combined as Lucic has this season, pretty much. Like, give me a fucking break. I'm going to give it a C minus. The expectations are way too high for this guy. Yeah, he's got to be better. Like, we were, I like, I just, sorry. Like, we, I was talking about like Monaghan's goals above replacement being shitty. Fucking. Coleman's below Monaghan. So, pick it up, Blake. Dylan Dubé. He's been pretty bad all year. Yeah. He's Um, been um, performing well below expectations, I would say. I would say that as well. You really were hoping for, like, him to have a breakout season. Like, he hasn't improved one bit. He's been just as all the issues with this game are still uh, persisting. Has he gotten worse? Possibly. He sure doesn't do much on a night to night basis. That's for sure. Nope. Um, yeah, you probably got to give Dubé a D just based on expectations. And I mean, like, sure, he's still produced or creating some offense, but I've been I've been left wanting. A shit ton from Dylan Dubé, so I will also give him a big fat D. <laughs> no, and you end intended. Johnny Gaudreau. Um, fuck, dude, like an A, an A for sure. Like, I mean, you should give him an A plus. Like, he's playing the best hockey of his career, in my opinion. Yeah, I'll give him an A just because. Um... We're talking about this threshold thing, and we know Johnny has to go to another level, especially in the playoffs. He needs to be – everybody has to do it, but mm-hmm. him included. So there's a bit of room for improvement for him, I would say, in that aspect. So I'll give him an A. But he's been your best player. Yeah. Okay, Trevor Lewis. <laughs> I don't know. Like, can I give him an NA? Because, like, I don't know what purpose this guy serves. He's not very good, but I kind of like him. Like a C, I guess. Like, he's not very good, but Daryl no. likes him. He's a nice guy. He's he's <laughs> he not, sure is trying. The thing about Lewis is he's not very good, but good, but he executes his role. I mean, that's he's kind of like the opposite of Backlund, where it's like. His on-ice impact sucks, but he doesn't make any stupid fucking plays during the game, at least. I'll give him a B minus. I've actually let I've actually some a lot of nights I've actually enjoyed watching him because of the other things that you mentioned. He gives her and he keeps the game simple. And he that because he keeps the game simple in the offensive end as well, he doesn't fuck it up very often. Right. Yeah, no fuck ups, which I like. But the expectations are very, very low. So that helps too. All right, Elias Lindholm. Oh, A A plus, man. A plus? Come on. He's getting A minus from me. Well, yeah, like I mean, he could be more um, here's the thing. I don't think he's been a little streaky. It's funny that Lindholm's becoming this player. Maybe he is underrated. Because he's underrated in our podcast, probably, right? He's been oh, yeah. one of those players that we maybe haven't given him as much credit. But here's the thing. 
you're now number one C. You're one C. We need you to put your stamp on more games. Yeah. And he has. He's been involved in, in all of them, I would say. Right? Is there any game where, like, fuck, Lindholm sucked? Actually, actually, I think it was the last game against Boston. I texted him, like, fuck, Lindholm. Lindholm's taking a night off. So, one game. Yeah. But outside of that, he has been incredible. But still, room for improvement. If your coach is comparing you to Anze Kopitar and he's being Jesus. serious, then that was one of the things where you're comparing the two players and you're saying, okay, well, then he needs to start winning us more games single-handedly, especially in overtime. But hell of a player. He's having a hell of a season. A-minus is great. It's a great scorecard, okay? Anywhere in the East is good. But I, I still want – I want more from him. I have to give an A-plus just because I spend all my time in the summer telling, telling everybody how he's like nothing without Goudreau, so. <laughs> you ass. <laughs> all right, Milan Lucic. Fuck, do people – people are so, like – the second Lindholm gets like a goal this season, everyone's like, gee, fuck you, man. Fuck you, fuck you, I never, never said he was bad. I just said he wasn't fucking Patrice Bergeron. Jeez. Or Andre Kopitar. <laughs> fuck me. Okay, Mon Lichich. I mean, you got to give him a... Yeah, I'll give him a B plus. Like, I mean, the guy has been scoring and... Doing what he needs to do. Yeah, I agree. B plus. I want to give him an A, but there is I do too. there's still a lot of errors and too many turnovers. Yeah. Um, even though if he, he's exceeding my expectations big time. Yeah. Hell fuck it, I'll give him an A minus. Right. Even though he deserves a B plus just because he's Milan. Manji Pony. Here's my this is literally my only A plus. Probably. Yeah, it's like this. Can you give it an A plus plus? Like, give me a fucking break. The guy's like unbelievable. Up, oh, throw him on the top line. Yeah, no shit. Switch hit, like do something. Like, fuck, this guy would have three hundred goals playing with control. Switch him and Chucky for a bit. And see what happens. Yeah, I'd have no problem with that. Get Backlund back with Chucky. They play better together. Chucky could get Backlund in line. Sean Amanahan. Oh, man. It's probably I, mean, only I mean, he, I don't know if he's been an F. You're saying F? Yeah, he's been an F, dude. He's just been not even close to what Sean Monahan needs to be for this team. He's been an F. So I'll Fucking a, F. I'll go D. Oh, you're too kind. I'm, I'm too kind, kind to old Sean. If this is all we're going to see from Sean, Sean Monahan. That's a total fucking fail, dude. Okay, Tyler Pitlick. The Fuck, Pitlick. you know what? I really was liking Pitlick's game through, like, first 10 games. Was! You was! And then he, like, kind of sucked. Maybe injury. I don't know. Dude, he's, like, he sucked the last five games we saw him. C-minus? I don't know. Liked his first 10 games. Haven't yeah. liked much since. C-minus, I like that. Brad Richardson? I mean, he scored a couple goals. He's kind of in the Lewis category where it's like there's this new categories of guys who like suck, but it's like you can't fault them for like because they try and shit. It's like I'd rather have Richardson than Jankowski. At least he gives a sh- his give a shit meter is a little higher. Yep. B minus. Too bad in the more skill, eh? <laughs> yeah, I'll give him a C. Yeah. 
again, like these guys are weird because like you look at their numbers and it's like, man, they suck. Like yeah, you look right. at look at their underlying numbers, not even underlying numbers, their numbers, they suck. But they're still when I'm watching them, I'm like, yeah, I like that guy. It's weird. They have a they're still they still find a way to have an impact on the game, is what I find. Yeah, that's a good good way to put it. Okay, Brett Ritchie, I'm gonna give him an NA because honestly, I don't NA, but like in the nine games he played, he was really actually pretty good. So, have you heard anything about Brett Ritchie? No, what's wrong? Like, man, I kind of forgot he existed until I was looking at these numbers. Well, he, he must be re- he must be really hurt. I don't see anything in terms of news and updates. I guess he's not good enough to fucking get talked about it. I was going to say, it'd be pretty shocking if there was like any news items on Brett Ritchie. I'm going to put blanks here on the old internet. Um, it placed on the injury reserve November 4th. That's it. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard anything. Obviously, it's a concussion, though. Eh? Must be. Uh, what, if, what, Kate, what would you give uh, Rizichka in the few games we've seen him? He's been okay. He's I don't know. Like, I'd give him an. Kinda, I'd give him an NA too. I don't know. Yeah, yet. I was gonna say, NA too small sample size. Matthew Kachuk. I'll give him a. I don't know because he's been really. He's been under. He's been sneaky good. It's like we've said before. Lindholm, we draw get all the hype and shit. But he still needs to score a bit more. I'll give him an A minus. Give him an A, baby. Like I, I, because like look at the okay, look at the response season. Yeah, that's true. If you look at the underlying, he drives this team. He drives the bus every night. He's doing you know what? all Fuck that. that. I can't give. I got to give him an A. Come on, what am I doing? Right, boy. It's been too long since I've watched it. <laughs> but you're right. He's quietly having. Um, he's what? quiet. He's quietly. The biggest impact player on this team. Yeah. Good way to put it. All right, let's go to defense. Rasmus. Rass is back, baby. Fat Rass. It'd be nice if he could score once in a while. When is this guy going to score a fucking goal? So with the fact that he plays like 98 minutes a night on PP1 and can't score a goddamn goal, but has been really good. Otherwise, I'll give him uh, a minus. Curious stat. I think I threw this out there in the last one, but is there a power play one defenseman in the league other than Rasmus Anderson that has not scored a goal this season? I'm really fucking curious because that just blows my mind. I think he's one of the biggest problems with PP1. In terms of, can you make it any more lethal? Not with Rasmus Anderson back there. That's probably like the opposite of, well, I guess Noah Hannafin might be a little less lethal, even though he scored more goals. But I don't, I don't know, man. I, I Throw Shillington in the same boat as Pitlick. He's looked pretty terrible the last five games. Yeah. Maybe not terrible, but nowhere near. Not really good. Looked. Yeah. So when he was on fire, I was I – was, you know, petitioning for him to be up on, on PP1, but fuck, I don't even feel comfortable with him up there. 
There's not like a lot of options. Of, do the five, get Manji up there and do the five fours at this point. You fucking pulled Rastigo out of retirement, eh? Totally. Fuck, he made the power play so much better. Why is he retired? He's, he was, I, the thing, the person I always say is like, Blake Como is still in the NHL and guys like Rastig and Glenn Cross aren't. What the shit? Injuries, I guess. Whew. Because Rastig was hobbling around Calgary for like, yeah, the I guess. Last two seasons. All right, what are you giving Ras? Ras Daddy. Fat I give Rass. him A minus just because bounce back. He's been good, but can't score a goddamn goal. Yep. I will echo that. A minus. Good is a good uh, evaluation there. Eric, good Branson. Is he good Branson or is he good Brett Badson? I'd say he's good Badson because he just is still bad, but he's been good enough where it's like, hey, he's not too bad. He's had a really good season in terms of expectations. B plus for me. Yeah, I'll give him a B plus. That's a good. That's good. However, his game has dipped, so he needs a little bit uh, to clean up his game here. I don't want to see him what chasing guys around his own end. I don't want to see him firing the puck haphazardly out of the rink. Noah Hannafin. Um, I think he's kind of like Rasmus, where it's like he's been. Good. I need more from. I don't know. Fuck. I need a little bit more from from Hannafin though. I'd give him a B, even though he's been steady. B minus for me for all the fucking buzz that he generates when he's on the blue line and coming through the neutral zone. Fuck, does he not do much offensively? Yeah, he's yeah. He can't score to save his life. He can't make a play to save his life. But he's still a pretty okay defenseman. Uh, he just sticks with a tried and true low percentage. Dude, if he gets the puck, you know it's going right into the crest or just a floater or just a shot or it's that's like going not wide. Yeah. Just like, yeah, I'll kind of throw in the general direction. Yeah. Like, if all he did was he just practiced, I'm a shooting top corner every time. Regardless, I don't care if he gets blocked. 10 times in a row, I'm just going to keep shooting there because that's the only place I'll ever score. Same same problem. He just never does not have hockey sense. He doesn't know where to put the puck to get it to go into the net. No, and I think probably part of his biggest problem is he does not ho- know how to laterally yeah. move across the blue line in order to open up seams, yeah. right? And if he's going laterally, he's not utilizing it. Like, he's still picking a low percentage length, so... So Oliver Shillington. Well, um, last five games aside, you got to give him an A for expectations for how goddamn good he's been. He's been an A for sure. Well, yes, but I can't. I can't forget those last five games. I really can't. So B minus for me, or sorry, B plus for me. Yeah, I don't mind that. Dude looks like he's been on. Dude looked like a cokehead in the San Jose game. I don't know what he was up to. Yeah, seriously. All right, Michael Stone. We've seen him in two or three games. I think he's only played one. Any. Yeah. Tanev. Um, again, kind of like a quiet. He's maybe kind of like the Kachuk of the blue line, but maybe not to that extreme. He's been very dependable. Look, he's a rock back there, eh? You got to give him. I don't know if you can give him an A, but I'm going to give him an A. I feel like I'm, I'm giving, giving him an A, bro. I feel like I'm giving out way too many A's, but if you can't give an A to Chris Tanev, who can you give one to? 
read. I'll give him an A. Nikita. Nikita Zadorov. Well, this I know is, most people. It's what the fuck is happening where I'm the person like Flames Twitter standing hates up. this guy. I'm the one standing up for Zadorov. He's been fine. He fucks up occasionally. He's been fine defensively, which is what he was here for, brought in for. I'll give him a C plus to B minus range. I'm going to go ahead and give him a B minus. He's been fine. He's physical. He yeah. just needs to not be so dumb sometimes. He, well, he's cleaned that up a bit. Well, that's the one thing Backlund's is. Maybe that's why he's looks like an idiot half of their time is because he can't channel his stupidity into digging dumb penalties anymore. So it just, but Zidorov, dude, like I think that's. His, I don't think a, he's been great at that, but he hasn't been like, holy fuck, what's he taking so many penalties? He's taking some, but he's not like every night. So you talking about Zidorov? Yeah. Yeah, no, he's been a lot better. Like you said, he's been physical. He's got three goals. Yeah. He's got he's got more goals than half our forwards. So. Dude, he has one less goal than Blake Coleman. Fuck. In half the amount of games, probably. Yeah. yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, yes, there's no he's only got two games. goals. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, dude. Yeah, Sudorov, I don't know, man. He's been he's had his ups and downs. He's been in the lineup. He's, I don't know, man. He's just so up and down, really. He's not He's not a $3.75 million defenseman you should be trading three-round draft picks for and expecting to replace Mark Giordano with, but he's been okay. You know what? I got to bump him down to C-plus. Now that you mentioned all that. All right, Jacob Markstrom. Fucking don't, a. Hey, last, last game, not a side, bro. A-plus. Dude, like he has five shutouts. Are you fucking kidding me? Agreed. A plus. How about Daniel for the die? I mean, an A plus for him too. Well, he was, yeah, A plus. One bad game. We haven't had a backup who's had a f- competent, like. Sorry, I'm going with an A though. That one, that one game. I'm still going A plus, just based off the fact he's like you know, Good. five one in one. Good. I'm glad you did. Good. Okay, Daryl Sutter, A plus. Yo, uh, Jesus, dude. Can we? I think he deserves like a a Greek, uh, a Roman numeral, or a Greek alphabet letter or something. Eh? Can he have the uh, alpha, alpha and omega? We'll give him the alpha and omega. How's that sound? Beautiful. He's in a, he's in a whole other category. Beautiful. Brad, how about Bradbury Living? Fuck me. He gets a F. He gets a fuck right off. F Don't even for, mention him. F for fuck right off slash fucking stupid. But in all honesty, how would you how would you rate his off season based on what we've seen so far? Um, oh, tree living. Yeah. Well, I don't think his off season's done shit. I'll rate his off season a D plus based on what we've seen so far. Because like what his what is anything that he did in the off season? Like really helped <laughs> so far. Well, no. But last offseason's acquisition, Tanov and Merkstrom have. Yeah, if you retroactively go back, sure. yeah, 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 retroactively. So hopefully we see that with. Hopefully we see that come to fruition with Coleman at some point. Do you want to give him Merkstrom? Tree living. Yeah. No. 
I refuse. <laughs> Some things. I don't change. even in my brain. I pretend he doesn't even exist in this organization. Johnny says uh, a lot, eh? When I'm uh, like seriously, he did. Uh, why is he always so close up to the fucking camera when he does those in office uh, reports? Who would you rather look at for twenty two for a twenty two minute interview? Why are they twenty? They're always twenty two minutes, and he says literally nothing in twenty two minutes. Has he said anything in eight years? No. Okay, here's me fast forwarding through his interview, looking for some sustenance. This is what I get. Fast forward. Uh, fast forward. Uh, fast forward. Uh, fast forward. Uh, fast forward. Uh. <laughs> I shit you not. I'm not even kidding. Uh, it's like. Okay, you're the spokesperson for a fucking NHL franchise. Maybe take a speech class or something. I know. That's uh, what I've said. Uh, like, do you hear Kyle Dubas uh, humming and hawing? And maybe, maybe take a webcam class. Or that's what I'm saying. He That's the best camera you got. He looks like he's in, like, fucking a chat room from 1999. Like... You can't get the GM of a multi-million dollar franchise a fucking camera for his web interviews. He's like two inches away from the screen. <laughs> chat room, dude. Remember those things? I guess oh, they didn't really have video. Did you have video chat? I don't know. Lived, grew up in the country, didn't have internet. Chat. I remember chat rooms, dude. Fuck, man. Those were funny. Sleep until 2 a.m. on chat rooms. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, doing fuck. I'm just looking at his dumb face right now. It's all blurry. No. It's all blurry. His Don't. Head, his head's so big and it and he's so close to the camera, it doesn't even fit in the crop. It's like out of the crop box. Jeez. The fastest way to trigger and incite hate in me is to put a picture of Bradshaw in his face. That's what I'm saying. I don't even, I pretend he doesn't exist on this team. This is like Daryl Sutter and the players, and that's it. To me, in my world, put a picture on the screen here. Why is it, he always looks like he's a deer in the headlights? Eh, always. Uh, fuck it, fixing his glasses. He probably he probably doesn't even need glasses. He just wears them to have some sort something of layer, to fiddle with, some sort of layer of something protection between him and the outside world. I would imagine something to fiddle with, yeah. Because he does, he's not wearing it in half these pictures. He looks like, I don't know what he looks like. He looks like a puppet or something. You know weird. what? He looks he like a cartoon like, character of some. He kind. looks, you know, no, you were close. He looks like a Muppet. Yes, a Muppet. He looks like a Muppet, a legit Muppet character. If you threw a, a cart like a Muppet mustache on him, mm-hmm. it's something a little more interesting with the hair. You have a Muppet <laughs> character, my friends. You do. Oh fuck! Oh, there's a picture of Bill. Yeah, that one. Oh, there's it. a picture of Brad as his fucking. Is this carry flames mask? He's wearing a mask. Best friend Bill Peters. He's wearing a. Oh yeah, he did. He has a sweet little Tiger Flames logo mask. That's interesting. Okay, let's do a quick round the league and let's wrap it up. So. Teams that are kind of like standing out and shocking you for either reason. Let's let's just whip through uh, the Pacific here. Anaheim. Yeah, they look good, man. They're officially in first place currently. 
Uh, we have three games in hand, three points back. So we have a slightly higher winning percentage. We are actually at 6.43 highest. Yeah, we're, we're a bit higher, yeah. Highest in the Pacific Division. So, but Vegas has now tied us in points. We have still the game in hand with them, but that's one thing about this little second place league. It's starting start to dwindle when you don't play for a fucking week. Uh, okay. Thoughts on, yeah, for, for Anaheim, for me, I don't know if they can keep this up. I know they've looked good pretty much all season. They looked good when we played them. And their power play is unreal. Zegers is a fucking legit NHL star in the making. Um, Gibson's fucking one of the best goaltenders in the world. It wouldn't surprise me if they hang around and they're one of those bubble teams fighting for a playoff spot. I don't, I don't think they're necessarily a shoe in. For a playoff spot at this point. I think they can easily I think they can totally make the playoffs in the Pacific though. Can they maintain this pace? They're yeah, 17, I think, 17, 9, and 5. I don't think they'll meet. Well, I don't know. I think that the four best teams in the Pacific. The only thing is if Vancouver keeps this heater up, because I don't think San Jose is gonna or LA is gonna. I don't know if San Jose has been okay, but I think they're probably four one of the four best teams in the Pacific. So they don't even have to keep up this pace, but I think they're going to make the playoffs. Vancouver wins again tonight. Wow. The five in a row now or six? It's crazy what you can do with a five, five straight wins. Really the fuck? Bruce can't even fucking skate. He's out there coaching the team. How's that guy still alive? Like, holy cow. Is his face, is his face redder than it was before? Or is it still the same amount of redness? Who's got a redder face, Bruce Boudreaux, or what's the GM for the Ducks? Ryan Bob, Murray? Bob Murray. Uh, Didn't Bob he get Murray? fired, though? <laughs> Side note, what's wrong with fucking... NHL GMs or NHL no, no. people? What's wrong with uh, Berkey? Dude. Guy looks like he's like... Why is he so frail? Do you see his age? hand? Did he just age? Or like, do you see his he face? Never mind his hand. You see his face? He looked like he's eight. No, you can always tell the hands. The hands are more telling than the face, I'd say. He looked but like he, he just came out of the fucking morgue. Yeah, like he's so... He aged like 10 years overnight. Interesting. So, I don't know, man. I'm going to say Anaheim doesn't keep pace. That'll be my prediction is that it's got so much youth over there. I don't know. I guess it's a young man's league now, so... But I think they'll battle for a final playoff spot. They'll probably get in, eh? Are they better than Winnipeg? I think, be... get, I think they'll get it. I hope they get in because they're fun to watch. I hope they get in, and then I'll say that, and they'll beat our ass in the first round. Yep, and they're doing the most of without gets left too, right? Yeah. Is he back? No, he's not back yet. Okay, so let's go to Vegas. I mean, they had an awful real slow start, but they look just as good as they ever had. They got Stone and Patrick back. I don't yep. know, man. <sighs> I don't know why they kept Leonard over Mark Andre Fleury. Is Mark Andre Fleury still not the better goalie? Well, he's been pretty fucking terrible this year. Well, he's been better lately, but they just don't like Mark Andre Fleury. No one does. There's like some serious drama there. For the most well loved player by all fans across the league, he's sure the sure not the same for sure been through the shitter. But Remarkable. He's got his 500th. See that? His 500th win. Third in all time. 
It's crazy, man. The top three. I'll guys. always remember him from fucking up the world junior game that year. Remember that? Yep, I do. What do the top three goalies of all time have in common? In common? Is. Yep. Uh, this is a quiz. Top three what? Like, what do you mean? Well, in wins. In wins? They're French-Canadian? Yeah. Paddy Wah, yeah. Martin Brodeur, Marc-André. Do you think Vegas – I don't see how they don't finish first. Yeah, and they're going to get Eichel. Oh, my God. Fuck, I forgot about that. Dude. Yeah. So they're what is fin- he like? It's for like five days. We're they're finishing Eichel. first. They're going to get Eichel before we even play again, probably. Yeah, totally. They're finishing first. I can't. I got Eichel in both my pools, though. So They're going to get Eichel before Sean Monaghan has five goals. Minnesota is a legit good team. They're 19-8-2. They're currently in first in the West. Um, but no surprises there. Anything you want to say about Minnesota? No, Cam Talbot. At a boy. Cam Talbot. At a boy. My boy. Love him. Love to see it. Love to see it when Bradtree Living makes a dumb, dumb move. Although Markstrom's a pretty good. Markstrom's been unreal. All right, Nashville Predators. They're currently in second in the Central, tied with, with St. Louis. They're a bit of a surprise, eh? Totally, kind of, man. But, kind of, but not like huge surprise. They got. Like, I think it's Soros, man. He's just fucking unbelievable. Yeah, their D is good, and Soros is good. And they they actually have secondary scoring. Go figure. Yeah. They don't have a lot of top end scoring. It's weird how a guy like Duchesne goes from being like, see, that's what I, that's what in my mind's my mind's eye, in the back of my mind, I was like, hey, that's going to happen to Monaghan. It's like Duchesne, like everyone's, not that he's like been one of the best players in the league, but like Duchesne's been pretty good this year. And I think most people had him written off as like a has been kind of. Yeah. No, you're, I think you're onto something because Josh Anderson and what's the guy in Philly? Cam Atkinson. Cam Atkinson. He's been on a tear this season, has he? Philly's really dropped off, but man, he was playing well for a while. But like, imagine if Sean Monahan was point per game, like right, right now, like Matt Duchesne is. Like, Matt Duchesne has 13 goals. Like, we would have won so many more games if he had been point per game. So, Maybe, yeah, won five more games. All right. St. Louis, I don't really follow them much. They're not St. Really Louis is radar. like the most nondescript team in the world. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Are they good? Probably. They got some young, good players over there. Robert Thomas. Tarasenko. What's the deal with that? Does he still want out of there? I think I don't I haven't heard anything. He's been swearing goals. Remember in the summer and everyone was like, why don't you swap Monahan for Tarasenko? Fuck, that would have been a good move, eh? Good I job, Brad. I think even I was like, no, I don't want to do that. Fucking Monahan. Fuck. Yeah, Kent Wilson was saying. Tarasenko, he'd, he'd love to take a shot. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know. That's kind of weird, but that's why I'm stupid, I guess. You're really smart, okay? No, thanks. Okay, so uh, Colorado Avalanche, they're starting to turn it up. I don't know what their what their wins are in the last 10 games because I'm on the app. It doesn't show me that much, but I know they were off to a slow start, but they're starting to look pretty good, eh? They'll be just fine, I imagine. <laughs> They'll be just fine. Edmonton Oilers, they have dropped. This is kind of interesting to me because of what? They they win tonight, so they snap a six-game six game losing streak, and those are all regulation losses. So, whew, 
I guess they two have players. fallen. They have fallen. So they win tonight against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Somebody was saying it. It sounds like our first game back might be against the the Oilers. Yeah, that's gonna suck. Eh? Probably gonna get creamed. Oh yeah. Well, I don't know. What are you surprised? Like the Oilers fucking they're suck at defense. Their goaltending sucks, and McDavid's not scoring. So, well, I'm kind of surprised that they're either winning or losing because, like, fuck, they were they went they were in a tear to start the season. Mm-hmm. A tear that surprised me that they were that good. But then this surprised me they'd lose six straight. Well, it's like you said, when you're a two player team, this is what I, this is how it goes. Yeah, so they lost Seattle. Okay, so upcoming games, they're in Seattle. And they got Anaheim, LA, San Jose, Calgary, St. Louis. Yeah, they got New Jersey in there. Still got they're still got some pretty good teams coming up. So see how they how they rebound. I don't know what their goaltender situation. Imagine they missed the playoffs. Oh that'd be fucking epic. That's all eh? I want for Christmas. All right, so pushing on the bubble right now, you got Edmonton in last for the wild card spot, 34 points, and then Winnipeg's behind them at 31. So Winnipeg, are they good? That's one of those teams where I'm like, I'm not sure. I have are no they... clue. Yeah, I'm not sure about Winnipeg. I don't, think, like... I don't think they're very good. I think they're pretty similar to Edmonton. Bad, terrible defensive team. LA, they don't get in, right? I don't think so. San Jose, does San Jose get in? Probably not. I'd say they get in before L.A. for sure, but I still don't think so. Edmonton would have to fall off. Calgary would have to fall off. I don't think you're going to see many surges from the Sharks like the Canucks are doing right now. The, Shar- the Sharks are just one game above 500. They sure beat us pretty, pretty easily, though, eh? Twice. So then you have Vancouver. They're, this is interesting. So they got 30 points. I think this takes into account tonight's win. They're still, yeah, because they're four points back. Really four points out of a playoff spot now. No. But they're 14 and 15, one game under 500. They got things rolling. Obviously, it's not going to last forever. But you're starting to see the potential of this team. These guys can fucking score, man. Like when they're actually firing on all, all cylinders, these team can fucking score goals. Cylinders, their top six is so good. I don't know. What do you think? How do you think it's going to play out? They probably get in now, eh? I don't know. I still, man, it's just, it's hard to parse out like yeah, how bad they were under their old coach. Well, and then look at who they have to leapfrog, right? That's the, that's the, like they have to be like, better than Edmonton. Dude, that, defense, Calgary, that D is, Anaheim. yeah. And that D is still an absolute mess. And you saw it with us, right? We looked on top of the world, and you lose four straight. Yeah. I mean, like they're gonna have problems again. It's not gonna last. But yeah. Vancouver seems to always do this. They always have like a surge and come out of nowhere. Like that's like another mo. All right, um, last out of the West. So I guess we should touch on Seattle too. Okay, Dallas. Anything I couldn't tell report? you anything about Dallas. Yeah, Dallas. They're kind of like they're good at home. They just lost the first game in like six at home or something like that. But they're 13 and 11. 
I don't think I think the days of Dallas are kind of starting to dwindle, dude. Yeah, they're headed for a rebuild. I feel I don't know if a rebuild, but the Sagan Ben era has probably got to come to a close soon. So can we get Ben? Can we get Sagan? Can uh, we get no. can we get Joe Pavelski? No. Trust we try though. Trust. We could all, wait, wait. We could almost get right, Joe. we almost get those guys. Yeah. Chicago. Give a shit. Seattle. Let's talk about them. Ten fuck and sixteen. Are they, fuck 10 are they bad. And sixteen. Watch. They're gonna start playing good hockey right around the time we have to play them. Well, we gotta play them coming up here, isn't it? Geo's homecoming here soon. Yeah. Boy, we were mad about that in the summer, eh? Real mad. So they're week. They're scheduled a week today, so they might actually push that. Oh no. <laughs> I still wouldn't put I still wouldn't put it past Brad to get him back, dude. There's no way he's gonna do it, man. It'd be laughing stock. He is already. Okay, let's close it out. We didn't touch on the flames. Flames are still in second place in the Pacific Division. If hockey ever comes back, because it could not, it might not. I mean, this is kind of how COVID started last time. Although they know a lot more about it now. So you think they know how to deal with it and, and keep the league going. But when they come back, first question to you is, are they going to be ready to come back? Does Daryl have them? He's got to have them doing something. Daryl Sutter will have them ready. Too bad they couldn't practice it. So Daryl will have them ready. Um What's the second third of the season going to look like? Are we going to maintain pace or are we going to fall off pace? Or are we going to surge? Well, you need to surge. Surge! A surge would be nice. We need, I don't know if we will, but we need to. This team needs to get to another level through the third of the season. They've shown they're a good team. Now they need to improve because we haven't seen, we haven't really seen much improvement over the last 10 games. So the next 10 games, we better see some bloody improvement. 